0: Welcome to the inaugural season of the Brew and Shaver Sports Podcast, where for 30 minutes once a week, we talk about all the things that make us love sports, the games, the rivalries, and of course, the personalities. We are stoked that you're listening. And now, here's Ben and Darren. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition, a brand new episode of the Brew and Shavers Sports Podcast. I'm here with my co-host and the eminently research guru of college football,
1: Darren Shavers. Now, that's starting off with a whole lot to live up to right off the bat, but it's good to be here. Glad we got a lot to talk about this week.
0: Well, we're starting off that way because this is a very special podcast. Yesterday, Monday, Darren celebrated a birthday. So, this is, we want to stop right now and say happy belated birthday to Darren, but hope you had a great one. And I imagine you were thinking and researching and talking
1: about college football absolutely it was a birthday filled with college football it was a great day had a great day with family and got to research college football you can't beat that really that's a great way to spend a day so it's a win-win so exactly. do you want absolutely share, do you want
0: to you want to share how old what, what number of birthday is this
1: I, I i don't mind sharing that at all i am 48 years old and i will take 48 good years i being old doesn't really scare me because you still get to enjoy life i'll take it so I like that attitude. If this
0: doesn't work out, you can look at motivational speaking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I already see it in my future. How to be old and like it. What do you think? Does that have a ring to it? Or <laughs>
0: Perfect. <laughs> well, well, let's jump in with, with some college football uh, coaching news. Um, we had s- several transitions going on. Uh, Jim Mora is going to UConn. What do you hear about this?
1: You know, it really is one of those that, that caught everybody off guard, it seems, that there that, that seemed to be no one outside of the program uh, that was really even talking about it. Um, and, 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 you know, my initial reaction is, oh, okay, he, Jim Moore, uh, I, I don't know that I like that. And it's like, well, I, I don't know that, that I don't like that. I mean, when he was at uh, UCLA, you know, he had he had a winning winning record and actually had a, a couple of nine win seasons, had a 10 win season uh, and and really had some positive things happen. And, and then toward the end of those last couple of years, things kind of fell apart. But, you know, it may be a great opportunity for him to to uh, kind of look to excel uh, and not have the pressure of, of you know, coaching in, in California and being a part of the PAC 12. And, you know, UCLA, that, that's a really, I mean, it's by no means one of the top five jobs, but that's a high profile job just because of location and history of the program. Uh, and, and I think we're seeing that some with Chip Kelly, even right now. Uh, so, you know, from a UConn perspective, it kind of makes sense because he can do nothing but raise the the floor of the program. I, I think it'll be a positive Still kind of an odd choice, but I, I, I hope it works out for him and for UConn both. I agree with you. I, I think it's a. I I hope he does well there. It,
0: he's going into a very tough situation. Very and, much so. You know, I was thinking, man, Jim Moore is going to UConn and – they go up Saturday on Clemson seven to zero. Things are changing, but it <laughs> didn't quite work out that way. It, it, it didn't last long like that. <laughs> <laughs> Some other big news is Florida International University, Butch Jones, a familiar name around college football is out and there appears to be some controversy
1: uh, down there. What what are you hearing, Darren? Well, it's the whole thing just seems to be very odd because he's out. It's kind of like what we're seeing uh, here in uh, Louisiana. He's out, but he's going to finish the year. Uh, And it's just a, a really odd, the whole thing. He's had some success, but obviously not as much success as maybe, the um the administration was looking for and he he um you know now that the back and forth has kind of started uh with well you know i think he said something about the you know, the, the program being sabotaged and uh, it just it's gonna it looks like it's gonna be a little bit of an ugly back and forth but you know it's a hard place to coach it's a hard place to win they've had difficulty you know uh, there for a while at, um it's one of those moments where maybe it's not easy getting old. I'm going blank. Uh, was it Mario Cristobal that was there before him that ended up um, going to, to Oregon, you know, had some success there. Uh, I think that's the right name, but I, I'm i just blank. Uh, well, you're 48 and, now. I mean. Yeah, exactly. The 48 is kicking in. My middle note is turned into <laughs> a blank post-it note. That's all that's happening. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, and so it's just a really odd situation and an unfortunate fortunate situation for all of them. But you know, he it, the success just was not there that like they wanted it to be. And it's just one of those things that unfortunately, it's going to end up this way and it looks like the back and forth is, is already. Already starting it, and you just you hate to see that on every level. And it was Mario Cristobal, just for the record. I did look it up real quick. So uh, he had some success there; had quite a bit of success actually before he went on to Oregon. And, and certainly,
0: no one likes to see the back and forth, and and hopefully it doesn't escalate. Uh, yes, uh, hope, hopefully things uh, smooth out. Yeah. And other and another uh, coaching change coming out of the Pac-12. Uh, Jimmy Lake, after I
1: believe 13 games, is out at Washington. You, you know, it's really an interesting. Um, it, it almost, it seems like this is a statement by the administration at, at Washington to say you may be a good coach because you know he was there before as a defensive coordinator, uh, uh, made the move up, and uh, I, I think they're they're honestly kind of saying we think you're a good football coach, but you're not a CEO. Uh, you know, he's already had to fire, uh, his, uh, offensive coordinator, uh, and, and let him go. Uh, and, and there was just no success there, but the, with the Jim Donovan, uh, as, as the offensive coordinator, uh, they were, uh, they they just were not good on offense and went into the season with high expectations, ranked in the preseason top 25. And and I think it just got to a point where it was like, okay, we've already had to fire a coordinator. Nothing about this season has went well. Uh, there were some issues with, it, you know, the way he interacted with players on the sidelines. And it, it just, I think they saw, we don't trust you to run this program. We don't think you're a CEO that we're looking for. And, and, and so they moved on and boy, it's it's, It's an unfortunate thing to see that happen after 13 games, but you know what? I I guess at the end of the day, if you know, you know, and it's time to move on. Yes, yes, Uh, 13 games. Very, very sudden,
0: but as you just said, hard to argue with that logic. So let's move away from some some kind of bad news here, and let's talk about something that we can all agree on, and that is great food for tailgating. And this new feature that is on our blog, I, I hope, if you're listening you've checked out the blog uh the new feature the new food item for this week
1: pizza sliders and they uh the if you have a chance to go to the blog uh please do and by the way let me say i was i was telling uh texting with uh jt who is giving us our uh recipes uh for the slider recipes right now and and he's he's going to do doing other things than, than sliders. He was telling me that and I was like, well, I don't think anybody's complaining about sliders, but you know, it's, it's yours to, to do as you want. But the actual picture on the blog is the completed, uh, pizza slider recipe after he prepared it, uh, and was getting ready for his tailgating this weekend, uh, at the, um, Vanderbilt Kentucky game, which which let's talk about food and, and not that game. Uh, I prefer <laughs> prefer not to talk about the game at all. Uh, but uh, the the fun thing is is it, I think people are really liking the recipe and we're starting to see re- re- some response. The uh, these two recipes have so far been the most visited thing on on the 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 blog for the podcast so that's that's super exciting and and if you can see from the picture there man that they look good and my plan was to try them this weekend and that didn't work out but i think it's definitely on the agenda for next weekend
0: thank you to jt for these great recipes uh many people are going to be enjoying these uh so let's move away from food and talk about some history uh you have kept us apprised of the historical events that are happening. And and we have one that's uh,
1: since I think the 1930s there. Yes. Yeah, so we talked about it last week, uh, you know, two weeks ago, we started keeping up with this stat a little bit. There were 36 teams ranked in the top 25 so far this season that had been beaten uh, by an unranked opponent. And then we had six the next week to bump us up to 42. And in true uh, after week, after week, after week of multiple games and true the unpredictability of this season, we still had it happen this past week, but uh, this past weekend, but it was only in one game. Only one top 25 opponent was beat by an unranked uh, or top 25 team was beat by an unranked opponent. But that puts us at 43. Uh, we're now several spots above uh, anything that's ever happened. It's the, the, Since the AP started keeping rankings in the modern AP ranking era in the 1930s, we've never seen anything like this. And I think you look at the schedule this week, and especially as we start to get into um, the rivalry season and some of those games start to happen, I I think it may be a number we see this year that, that maybe a number we're talking about for a long time, the amount of of unranked teams that beat their ranked opponent uh, on on a Saturday. And obviously it's made for some very exciting football as well. Absolutely. So let's talk about some big
0: games from this past week uh, that, Probably most of us were watching, at least flipping back and forth channels. Uh, Oklahoma-Baylor, uh, it was a very tough loss for the Sooners. Um, I think everyone's focused on the field goal.
1: Uh, Darren, what, what are your thoughts about that? I, I tell you, it was a fun game. Uh, and I know, obviously, if you're a Baylor fan or if you're a Dave Aranda fan, it was more fun uh, to watch than if you're an Oklahoma fan uh but it, you know it was an it, it really was a great game Baylor really looked good Oklahoma had you know tough circumstances with their quarterbacks and having to switch quarterbacks because of a hand injury and and all of the different stuff but um you know Spencer Rattler still tried to to hold on and and, and try to do some things and Caleb Williams obviously with his hand he had the two picks he only had one going in but for it to end with that much excitement with the student body running onto the field with one second left. Uh, and then obviously Lincoln Riley was very upset over it. Uh, and then Dave Aranda kicks a field goal. Now his official explanation was because of the, the different tiers of, of tie breaks that exist within the big 12. But, but, uh, but, I'll, I'll throw my opinion out as well, but, Ben, what are your thoughts? Was that in reaction to how Lincoln Riley reacted at the end of the game, or do you think he planned to, pick, to kick the field goal all along? Well, I've got
0: two issues here with what I saw in this game. The first one was I, I'm not sure about the severity of the hand injury to Caleb Williams, but I, I question the decision to bench him and put Spencer Rattler in. I, I think right. you've gone with Caleb Williams. He's your guy. I think it was a three-point game at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably not the best decision by Lincoln Riley. Now, about the end of of the game and him complaining about the field goal. Um, You know, Oklahoma's getting ready to go to the SEC. And when I heard this, I immediately thought of Steve Spurrier, who back during particularly the Danny Werfel days, Florida would just run up the score on people. And coaches would complain about this. And Steve Spurrier had a classic line. He would say, the old ball coach would say, well, it's their <laughs> job to stop us.
1: Exactly. And
0: so, you know, I heard that and I kind of thought, seriously, come on. This isn't rec football. This is college football. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I I didn't think much of it.
1: Yeah. And, I, you know, a lot of people have said they feel like that, that Aranda reacted to how Riley was, you know, screaming at the referees and throwing a fit and, and he wanted the 15 yard penalty, which, you know, I can kind of see his beef there. You got, you know, five, 6,000 people running onto the field, but I, right. I, to, to react and do something like that, uh, I, I, that doesn't seem to me to be Dave Aranda's, you know, he seems to be very methodical, meticulous, and everything he does Uh, my guess is that the the scenario in which they decided to kick that field goal has probably been talked about for for no telling how long no matter who the opponent was it was one of their plans one of the things they would do uh because they're looking at big picture and thinking ahead i i I would be surprised if at some point it did come out that it was a reaction i I think it was just a planned this is what the this is the way the scenario sets itself up here's what we'll do and here's what we did I, i really honestly do think it was that simple I agree. That's my impression of
0: Aranda. That was my impression of him when he was the defensive coordinator at LSU. Mm -hmm. He's not an overly emotional kind of guy. Um, Exactly. So I I agree with you on that. So let's move on to another big game. Uh, Michigan survives at Penn State. Uh, Can we actually
1: get behind this Michigan team now? I I tell you, they seem to be doing things – and, and, you know, I – they survived. They they played the game well, but even when things looked ugly, you know, even when you've got your your quarterback hitting one of your linemen in the back of the head with the football, uh, you know, if, if, if your team is mentally fragile, uh, you, you know, from a from a psyche perspective and just looking for things to fall apart, uh, you know, some of those things, some of the things that happen to them during the process of the game can really take a toll. Uh, and affect the the demeanor on the sideline you know the demeanor in the huddle and they really seem to respond to everything uh well and uh i i think it may be a time to really kind of see um hey this thing might be for real this time he might be finally getting to do what he's wanted to do since he since he got there uh what what did you see
0: I was impressed uh, that that's a tough place to play. I think James Franklin had Penn State fired up even though his record against top 10 teams at Penn State is abysmal, oh, not good. Uh, but you know, and and we can play the every game you can look at calls and officiating and you never want to leave the game in the officials hands. Was that a pick play that that final that play that Michigan scored the winning touchdown? Right. I guess it depends if you're a Penn State fan or a Michigan fan. Yeah. But, uh, but I think it was an impressive victory uh, for the Wolverines and uh, gives them some momentum because they still got that date looming with uh, Ohio State.
1: Yes, that, that could be an enormous game when that, when that finally comes to be because both teams seem to be in the upward trajectory to, to make it a, a fun game, an exciting game to, to watch for sure. And speaking of Ohio
0: State, uh, they made my upset pick of Purdue look like complete foolishness. (laughs) They were not afraid of the giant killer.
1: (laughs) My wife said, did you mix up your medication that day? Why did you pick Purdue? (laughs) Well, you know, like we talked about with the stat, I I saw it. I, I didn't think it was a bad pick. Uh, but man, did Ohio state just take off running and show, I mean, they, they are statistically the best, uh, offense, uh, in the country, uh, right now, when you look at, you know, several different stats and boy, they, they are really showing it right now. They have definitely taken a turn over the last few weeks and are doing things, uh, much differently than what we saw at the start of the season for sure. And I know folks,
0: SEC fans don't like this. They don't like Ohio State being in the discussion. But right now, they really seem to be rocking and rolling. And it's looking like it, you know they get through. They got a big game this week, Michigan State. They still got Michigan on
1: the schedule. They get through those. Um, they're going to be a playoff team. I, I tell you, they can they come through that unscathed. I don't even though obviously you know we're here in Louisiana, we're SEC fans. Um, it would be a hard, hard sell to to convince me that they're not a playoff team if they come through that that part of the schedule uh, completely unscathed. Uh,
0: another game that was uh, a good game, intriguing: uh, A&M, Ole Miss, two coaches who have been rumored to be candidates for the LSU vacancy. Lincoln Kevin Ole Miss. Um, was this Lane Kiffin's way of saying that he's the better candidate for LSU?
1: I, I think Lane Kiffin, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he wants to say he's the better candidate for anything and everything. <laughs> but, you know, I, I got to be honest and tell you, I think one of the things that he absolutely said was he is, when you look at uh, the, the way things have gone uh, in the two, seasons uh, for for Jimbo and and for Lane Kiffin. I I think Lane Kiffin um, can get his team ready uh, and showed to be the superior uh, in doing that, especially on this night. And I I think, um, yeah, I think most, most certainly he wants to say, uh, I am the uh, I, I'm I'm the top of this candidate pool. Whether I want the job or not, I just want to make sure y'all know I'm the top of the candidate pool.
0: <laughs> I know that kind of confidence. Some people might call it arrogance or cockiness.
1: It can it can be a put off to some people. But you want your coach to have that kind of confidence. You, you got to have a coach that no matter what, when he walks on the field. On any given day, no matter who is standing across on that sideline, he feels like nobody prepares the team's, team better, and he is going to walk away with a victory. Uh, I, I think you have to have that in, to survive in today's college football world. And another game uh,
0: that was a part of our pick'em for last week uh, was Wake Forest and North Carolina State, and uh, the Demon Deacons bounced back from the loss to North Carolina uh, with a win.
1: Um, what, what did you see in this game, Darren? I, I tell you, the thing that, that I really saw is just you cannot deny uh, the offensive power uh, that Wake Forest brings to the table. Uh, there is no way uh, to deny that. And they are just even in their loss uh you know 2 weeks ago or well yeah 2 weeks ago now i mean you look at all th- all three of those games combined uh and they are well over 150 points well over 1500 yards of total offense uh in, in the th- the three combined and man, that, that that is all offensive power and we, we talked about ohio state just a few minutes ago and ohio state obviously is putting putting up even bigger numbers but that is just not uh, something you usually see from a Wake Forest team, uh, and um, it, it it makes it, it makes the game coming up this week with with Clemson even more uh, interesting, knowing just how much power they they bring to the table.
0: Definitely an intriguing game to to yep. check out this weekend. Uh, so before we get into our uh, our our picks uh, for this week. Let's um, let's talk about who are our playoff teams. Uh, so,
1: uh, Darren, who are your top four playoff teams as of today? Uh, it, if the season ended today, uh, I think I would uh, have to go with. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, th- I don't see how you can say anything other than Georgia, uh, truthfully. Uh, and I know this is people outside of the sec. This is not going to be popular, uh, at, at all. Uh, but, um, Georgia uh, then Alabama. And then for me, uh, Ohio state, uh, is definitely, uh, the, the third one. And then the fourth, you know i I feel like I'm gonna just go with uh, Cincinnati uh, in, in that fourth slot uh, just because they continue to even though I am concerned uh, with how things are are looking with them uh, and uh, just don't don't know, what it's going to look like when it's all said and done. But I, I think right now, Cincinnati makes a stronger case than Oregon, who is who I kind of flopped back and forth with, who would be my fourth. But I, I think Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and then Cincinnati would be my top four if the season ended today. I, I think Cincinnati has to stink in, stink in there being undefeated. What Agreed. about you? What?
0: I've, got, I've got Georgia, Alabama, and then I've got Cincinnati ahead of Ohio State. This weekend will probably be Cincinnati's last big test with SMU, and we'll talk about that a little bit Mm -hmm, when we get into mm -hmm. the pickums. But but I I think you just you got to keep them in there as of as of right now.
1: Yeah, I agree completely.
0: So let's get into our pickums for this week, and uh, starting off with the early games, eleven o'clock east our central time, uh, where we are the time zone that we're in. We have. matt campbell and the iowa state cyclones making the journey to norman oklahoma uh to face a oklahoma sooner team that that
1: may come into this game with a chip on their shoulder after the baylor game uh darren who you got you you know there's an old football story about um a, a school in tennessee by the name of cumberland playing against georgia tech and and the team from cumberland had to um Play uh, basically a bunch of fraternity boys because or guys because all of their their team couldn't play for various and different reasons and they got beat by Georgia Tech by like 200 points. Mm. I think mm. even if Oklahoma was in the same scenario as as Cumberland from uh, Tennessee, I would still not pick Ohio uh, uh, Iowa State at this point. I, I'm mm. just not convinced mm. that they are on anything but a downward trajectory. Uh, I I don't. Oklahoma coming in, you know, the team has a chip on their shoulder, Lincoln, Lincoln Riley's chip is probably even bigger. Uh, so yeah. I can't imagine what their prep is going to look like this week. I think Oklahoma definitely wins this game.
0: I agree. Oklahoma for the victory. In a mammoth game in the Big Ten, an early game, you have the Michigan State Spartans going into
1: Columbus to face the Ohio State Buckeyes. Darren, who you got? I, I just think Ohio state is the team on the roll offensively right now. And if they get things clicking, um, I, I think Ohio state wins this game.
0: I How agree. You? They, they get a lead. It's not going to Michigan state. You know, when they beat Michigan, they came back from a huge deficit. That's not going to happen against Ohio state. I've got the, Buggers. right. Okay. Going over to the ACC, you have the, uh, the nine and one Wake Forest Demon Deacons uh, going into uh, to face the the perennial ACC powerhouse, but not this year, Clemson. Uh,
1: Clemson have a chance or are you going with Wake Forest? Uh, You know, it's surprising to me that Clemson is favored in this game by three and a half points. I I just, it it scares me a little bit that this game is at Clemson, uh, but I, I I, re- I think Wake Forest pulls, pulls this one out. I think they'll be ready to go and um, that they win this one.
0: I'm going to agree with you. Wake Forest for the victory. Let's go over to the SEC for an afternoon game. A very – boy, This, I think this game has the potential to be extremely entertaining. The Razorbacks from Arkansas coming off a win in Death Valley are going – uh, to Tuscaloosa
1: to face Alabama, and Darren, how do you see this game? Well, I think if I am going to – I need to go ahead now and start doing some building uh, to uh, get some extra support around the limb uh, that I am going to to step out on <laughs> when looking at this game because I, I am going to step out on a pretty big limb, I think – this just might be the year that that Sam Pittman um, really genuinely surprises Alabama. And and this is a silly pick. I admit that because it's in Alabama. But to me, that makes it even more a little bit ripe for the circumstance. I'm calling this as the upset. I think Arkansas uh, can defensively do some things to exploit some of the weaknesses, even though they're small, uh, that Alabama shows, especially on the offensive line. And I think Arkansas pulls off an upset for the ages what a pick and if this (laughs) happens darren
0: we're all going to be calling the hogs that's oh absolutely absolutely how do you see this i I admire your pick and i think it 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 could be a very close game but at the end of the day I, i think alabama wins this uh uh, another intriguing matchup for an afternoon game is SMU traveling to Cincinnati to face the, the Bearcats and, and this could be a really tough game for Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, Darren, who you got
1: here? I, I tell you, I'm going to go with Cincinnati, but I, but I think you're spot on. Uh, this could be a real difficult game just because of what SMU and Sonny Dykes brings to the table offensively. Uh, it, it, I think it'll be a, a very um exciting fiery game uh, but I, I think ultimately uh, Cincinnati wins this and stays strong and and, and it ends up being a, a really nice win for them
0: and I will agree with you Cincinnati for the victory uh, another afternoon game we have uh, UAB going to the still undefeated UTSA Roadrunners Darren who you got
1: I, I'm going to stick with the Roadrunners just because I want to see them keep going and, and and keep on that undefeated streak. So I'm I'm calling the Roadrunners on this one.
0: Beep, beep, I'm right with you. Let's go Roadrunners. <laughs>
1: Perfect. And uh,
0: and after another afternoon game, we have the mm-hmm. Raging Cajuns from Louisiana traveling to face the Liberty Flames. Uh, Darren, who you got?
1: You know, uh, again, uh, this is a Louisiana is a road dog. Uh, they are uh, Liberty is favored by four, um, but I I think that's strictly because of, uh, of uh, having the home field advantage. I, I'm going to go with the Raging Cajuns on this one. I, I think they pulled this one off uh, and 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 upsets uh, just strictly from a you know a spread perspective and upset that the Liberty Flames. I, I think they'll pull this one off. I like – oh, you got Liberty. Ah, okay. Well, I like the job Billy Napier's doing. Uh, I'm going with the Raging Cajuns all the way.
0: And I did uh, say, if I
1: accidentally said Liberty, I meant the Raging Cajuns, by the way. Yeah. No, I, I'm going okay. to Louisiana. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Sorry. All
0: right. All right. Thank you. Uh, so, <laughs> over in the Big 12, Baylor, coming off that huge victory against Oklahoma, is traveling to what could be a trap game for them. Uh, many people have gone into Manhattan, Kansas, and left with a loss there.
1: Who are you picking? I, I'm going to go with Baylor, just strictly because I I think I've i went one too many upsets already <laughs> in my picks, so it scares me to go three and end up three strikes You're out. But I, I think you again have have really nailed the fact that you know this is a setup for Kansas State doing what Kansas State does. You got to go to Manhattan. Kansas State is a good team. This could be should be a very scary game for Baylor, uh, that they take very serious. But, and, and I think ultimately they do and, and they'll win the game. And I agree with you. Bill Snyder's not at Kansas state
0: anymore. If he was, mm-hmm. I'd be going for the Wildcats with the Wildcats. Absolutely. All the, all the way here. But I think Baylor wins this. So let's go over to a Saturday evening game, uh, Oregon, which still finds itself in the playoff discussion, um, A very intriguing matchup with the number 24-ranked Utah Utes.
1: Do we have an upset here, Darren, or do you see Oregon pulling this out? Well, I see – I I really do. I I think ultimately Oregon pulls this one out. Um, But, you know, Utah brings so much to the table. I'm a big believer in their offensive system. But – Every time I talk about how good their offensive system is, I jinx them. So I'm not going to go that direction and and talk about it anymore. But I I, I think Oregon ultimately pulls this one out. What are your thoughts? I'm actually going to go with Utah here because
0: I love to say Utes. It reminds me of the movie (laughs) My Cousin Vinny. Remember? I was so hoping you were going
1: to say that. (laughs) Excuse me. These two (laughs) Utes. That's so fantastic. Just because of
0: that movie, I'm picking Utah. Oh, uh,
1: now I'm gonna just have to watch that game just so I could cheer for the Ute. So you're exactly right. <laughs> that's right. You're gonna say that word a hundred times before next Tuesday. <laughs> oh. and, and, and not be able to not see the judge's face anytime I say it from this point <laughs> forward in my mind. That's
0: <laughs> what's a ute?
1: What's a ute? <laughs>
0: Well, staying in the Pac-12, our our evening game, our late game Saturday is Arizona State, which, oh boy, I don't oh, know what to say about them
1: uh, facing the Oregon State Beavers. Darren, who you thinking? I'm afraid this is going to be one of those games where you watch it and go, "Okay, who wants to lose worse? Yeah, they both have such <laughs> propensities to to turnovers and losing the game when you least expect it." But I, I, I think ultimately Arizona State pulls this one out.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Since there's not a Ute plane in this game, I'll go with <laughs> to state. Totally on board. <laughs> <laughs> and that takes us to four down
1: territory. Territory. Darren, what is your sure thing pick this week? I- I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Oklahoma. I just don't. I, I think they are going to do everything they need to do in a big way, and that is just a sure deal against Iowa State. I think Oklahoma is a, is a for sure thing. I'm gonna go with the Buckeyes. I
0: think they're rolling right now. Um, yeah, big win over the Spartans. Uh, how about your upset pick
1: this week? Uh, it, it, if you call Ar- so uh, Arkansas over Alabama how can you say anything else? I, that's, that's obvious. That's definitely going to be my upset pick. So I, I, I think just, that qualifies. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm going to stick with the Utes from Utah. <laughs> uh,
1: how about your Brown bag pick of the week? You know, I, I I'm going to have to go. Um, I, I just went with Oklahoma as my, um, as my sure thing, but I I think Lincoln Riley's reaction to the whole, the student body coming onto the field. I, I think that was just so overblown. Uh, and, and it's a mild brown bag. I might just ask him to hold it and not necessarily <laughs> put it on, but, 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 but I, I still think it was just such a, such an over, and obviously it was a heat of the moment. He's upset more about losing the game than anything else, but I, I just think it was such an overreaction that, 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 that to me, that was a brown bag moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think you're, I think you're exactly right. Uh, my brown bag pick of the week though, is the scheduling. Come on, Alabama, New Mexico State in November. Uh, this week we have Georgia, Charleston Southern, November. Uh, yeah, A and M versus Prairie View, Kentucky versus New Mexico State, Tennessee versus South Alabama, Florida versus Sanford. Well, never mind on that one. But, you know, <laughs> the, the other ones. I mean, this is. I don't think this is good for college football. I, I think, agree. I, I think. At this late in
1: the season, no, no. These games, who wants to watch these games? And and, and when you've got the playoff system, the way it is set up now, where you're to the point where every week standings are coming out to see who's going to the playoffs, these games do nothing to help that process. I I agree completely. Yeah.
0: So how about uh, in your research, looking through all the post-game press conferences, as I know you do, Mm hmm. What
1: did you come up with the postgame quote of the week? OK, even after I watched and read through and looked at so many different postgame quotes, I, I knew when I heard it that the postgame quote of the week had happened before it any game had even or or before most of the games had had even started uh and that was on a college game day when it came time to pick the mississippi state game and lane kiffin was the celebrity guest picker and he said i would like to say this mike leach is the best offensive coach in america i'm taking (laughs) mississippi state I, if he was legitimate, if he was trolling, if he was trying to start whatever his motive, it was an absolutely amazing moment. Uh. That sitting in the middle of all of those people in the grove to throw that out, uh, no matter again, no matter the motivation, you can't help but say, Okay, that's the moment, Lane Kiffin, you, you win. <laughs>
0: The Egg just, Bowl is going to be fun to watch
1: this year. Oh, uh, you! The week leading up to the Egg Bowl with the two of them. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious! It's going to be daily fun. I'm pretty confident.
0: <laughs> oh goodness, it is going to be uh, something to look forward to, definitely. Yes. So, uh, boy, uh, everything going on. Uh, got great college football this this weekend. Mm-hmm. But remember, before we get to Saturday. Uh, a lot of places, high school football is still going on. The playoffs are here. If you have a chance, go out support a local school. If you got a, a big game in your community, go out, take in the band, the the cheerleaders, the pep squad. Go support, you know, concession stands. Watch all of these kids because this is these Friday nights are such beautiful moments, and they go so quickly in in the lives of 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 these kids so i encourage you to go support high school football this week
1: it will be an exciting game you get into playoff football and high school ball and and the communities are excited the teams are excited it it is a great atmosphere and, and, and a must do on a friday night
0: and then enjoy a great saturday another great saturday of college football so remember, join us every Tuesday for a new podcast episode. Be sure to go to Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Check out our blog. We'll be doing our Power 30 Index later this week. Uh, so be sure to check out all of those items. Uh, take the tailgating recipe and try it for yourself and, and realize how great it is. Thanks again to JT.
1: And, and if you, you do, that- tweet us a picture. Tweet us a picture of it. We'd love to see it when you when you do that, when you use one of the recipes. Great idea! Or if you're at one of these big college
0: football games, uh, take a selfie and send it to us as well. We'd love to uh, to share all of that on on our on our Twitter. So Absolutely. Thanks again for for listening, and we will see you Tuesday at six a.m. or thereafter. Have a great week.